Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Well, God is so good. How, how's the rain this week, eh? Thank God for the rain. And how were the meetings with Carl Butler last weekend and during the week, eh? Last Sunday, we had at least a dozen people filled with the Holy Spirit. Quite a few people gave their hearts to Jesus. And then Wednesday night, we had a, those who were able to come, we had a very powerful night. He preached a prophetic message of revival for our church and our nation. And if you weren't able to be here, you need to order a CD or get it on our podcast. It was very, very powerful. Stirred our hearts significantly. God is at work. I just think this is the most amazing time to be alive. And we've just had uh, Andy Kirk with us on Friday and Saturday working with our kids and youth and training us in safer churches. He's the National Kids Ministry Director. He travels all over Australia. He said there's a great stirring across our land. There's great need, but great stirring. And today we're going to share our uh, vision and goals and just remind us of who we are as a church and how we can just launch into this year. I woke up this morning with a scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. You all know it. Now abides faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love we need all three if you're going to make it in life this year you need all three you need lots of faith without faith it's impossible please god you need hope he's the god of hope that fills our hearts with hope and he's the god of love and you know if you don't have hope in the middle it's really hard to have faith and love but if love doesn't cover it you're going to have bold faith and it won't connect with people's hearts But the one word that has struck me now abides. In other words, it doesn't come and go. Sometimes you wake up full of faith and hope, but God says you can have that every day. Abide, not just visit. So no matter what your great need or challenge or your neighborhood or family, God says now abides. In other words, it dwells and lives with you every day. And some of them think, God, my faith's not strong today. It mightn't feel that way, but he says, my faith, love, and hope abide or dwell with you. As we grab a hold of that, we can live an overcoming life. Let's reach up to heaven for a moment, because that's a word for some people here right now. Right? I woke up this morning, it was in my heart. It wasn't in my sermon planning, but it's in my heart. But maybe today you think, well, Lord, I need, maybe it's faith that you just need to believe that God can do it. Maybe it's hope because that's been challenged or battered or drained. Maybe it's love. You think, God, I just need your love and I need to know how to love others. Whatever one of those three, and maybe you're saying, I've got all three hands up because I need all three. <laughs> Literally. I need faith, hope, and love. Or you need the awareness that that dwells and I can have it every day for the, all this year. You reach up to heaven right now, whatever's just speaking to your heart. Maybe there's certain needs, you're saying, God, I just, I just reach up and receive that and I believe it. Father, I thank you for that, that word of hope, that word of faith, and that word of love. Right now, right across this auditorium, you know every person, Lord, for some, they just, we need our faith stirred again, Lord, that your promises will come to pass. For some of us, we need that hope rekindled where it's been battered or swamped by circumstances or need or sickness. Oh, God, I release because you are the God of hope. And, Lord, I pray that love that you said is the greatest will just so fill our souls, that your love will overflow our souls. Lord, I believe for that right now, right now. Some of you need to take your eyes and focus off what's swamping you and say, Lord, I put it on you because you're the God of hope faith and love 
And I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Let's take our seats. Wow. Sometimes it's the simplest things, the simple, clear words that grab our souls. So if we want a great new revelation from God or a great new thing from God, and often God will say, hey, today is a day of hope. Today is a day of faith. Today my love is going to overflow you. Sometimes it's the simple things that transform our world. And I just want to encourage you in that. Well, so we've had a busy, exciting start to the year. And uh, I'm amazed because a couple of months ago, the weather forecaster said it was going to be a dry, hot summer. I wonder what happened. They didn't quite get it right, did they? We've had some heat, but there's a whole lot of rain just about all over Queensland the last weeks. Sometimes our best efforts of ourselves don't quite get it right. But when we plug into the Holy Spirit of God, He just helps direct our hearts and leads us. And as we just look at uh, Vision Sunday and we just renew our vision and we refocus some goals for our church, I want you to be thinking about also goals and vision that God's put in your heart for, for you. Because as we flourish individually in our walk with God, when we get together, there's a flourishing together and then it gets multiplied to touch everyone around. So God's about individual goals and corporate. Proverbs 29:18, a well-known scripture says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Or another version says, where there is no vision, the people perish or wander aimlessly. You know, sometimes when you're on holidays, you've got no real particular day, you can just have a relax and and at the end of your holiday, I so said, that was awesome, but we didn't achieve much except relaxed. And that's, there are seasons for that. But in daily life, we need to have some goals and focus and some purpose and direction. Otherwise, we just drift through life. Ephesians 1, 17. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. I just thank God that he's giving us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. There's a great stirring in many of our hearts. Last Sunday we were stirred with the fire of God. Oh, God, let that fire burn strong in our hearts. A passion for you, for your truth, for your ways, for your kingdom, for your word. And I just believe that we're entering an incredible season of breakthrough, of revival, of transformation. And I just know that as we join with that, God will do it in our hearts. Let's have a uh, quick look, review our vision. Our vision statement is only slightly adjusted since last year. And uh, we'll have some uh, up on the screen now. Our vision is to transform Harvey Bay and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ by serving our community with hope, truth, and love. Wow. That's what we're about. And that vision's been with us for years. We just occasionally adjust a word here or there. But our vision is to transform Harvey Bay and beyond. And thank God we're seeing that happen. Just for interest, who is in church today that wasn't here 12 months ago for our last vision? Just give us a wave. If you're in church and you weren't here 12 months, look at that. There's about 40, 50 people at least that are in church that weren't here 12 months ago. Let's give God praise for that. God's touching lives, (coughs) transforming hearts 
every day, every week, every month. And sometimes when you stop and look back over a year, you start to see, wow, look at the amazing things God has done and is doing. And I believe this year it's going to multiply It's going to run as we embrace God's plan and purpose for our hearts and our lives. 2016, each year I love to get a key theme or some thrust. And while I was on holidays, God just kept burning my heart. It's a year of harvest. It's a year of harvest. It's a year of breakthroughs. It's a year of fruitfulness. And if you want to have a harvest, what are you going to do? You've got to keep planting and sowing so that you get a harvest. And we've been planting and sowing for many years in our community, our city, our schools, our families. And I believe we're now starting to see the increase of harvest. So this year, when you talk about harvest, we're going to see a harvest of transformed people's lives, discipled and set free. But we're also going to see an increase of sowing and giving and reaching out and planting. And I believe many of you are now finding it easier to share Jesus with neighbors and friends and just to see lives transformed. And how awesome is it when you help lead to someone to Jesus? It's the most exciting adventure in your life. And with personal goals, I've set a goal to lead personally at least five people to Jesus this, this year. Not ones I help have the joy of praying for at the altar. I'm believing for at least five a week. But personally, I'm saying, God, help me to be involved personally, sharing, planning, and the joy of leading or a significant part of them coming to Christ. And I tell you, it, it just stirs your heart. It just brings fresh flow and life. And, and God's doing it. The people are hungry and searching everywhere these days. And I believe it's a great time. So if we're going to have a year of harvest, we need to keep planting. Matthew 9, 37 and 38 is a key scripture. I preached it a couple of weeks ago. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus looked out. It says in the verse before, he saw the crowd. It says he was moved with compassion. In other words, love burnt in his heart because he could see people in need, harassed and helpless. Mate, you've only got to look at your neighborhood. You've only got to look down the street in our schools, in our whole area and you see just lives that are harassed helpless torn apart some of us are still getting our lives sorted but it says he was moved with compassion it's one thing to feel love for someone but when you when it moves you to action that's the key compassion is love in action and i just thank god for so many here that are love in action i watch the volunteers that help in transformations and there's love in action I watch people that are just serving and, and uh, teaching RI in schools and chaplaincy. And I watch people that are caring for elderly or young families or kids. I watch love in action every day. And God says, <coughs> let that compassion motivate and mobilize you. And, and Jesus, when he saw the crowd, he said, the harvest is ready. Then he says, hold on, we don't have enough people. We don't have enough harvesters. We don't have enough harvest hands, as the message says. So what did he do? He prayed and said, Lord, release more people to go and bring in the harvest. And I believe that God is stirring many of us to step up, step out, or continue to be available to be in the harvest. And it may be part of a life group where you're just nurturing and welcoming a new person. It may be on a frontline team where you're greeting and connecting with new people that are coming in. Um, every week 
Last Sunday, six people said they want to join and make Bayside their spiritual home. Just newer people moved to town. That's apart from the people that gave their hearts to Jesus and recommitted their lives to the Lord. God is stirring hearts. So as a body, we need to be saying, hey, I'm not really good at up front. I can't really play or sing real well. I'm not really good at public speaking. But hey, you've got a heart that can love and connect with some people. You can sit with them at morning tea and just get to know their world. You can make it safe for a young family with kids saying, I'm not sure where to go or what to do. It's amazing when love motivates you, things happen. And it's a whole team together. I thank God for what is happening. But I believe God's calling us to step up because there's many more people going to come into our world. So he said, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest fields. And I believe God is going to do that by his spirit. Jeremiah 33, 3, 6 and 9. This is a significant verse that God has spoken to us for many years. It's a prophetic verse for our church and our city. Verse 3, call to me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Verse 6, then I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Then this city will bring renown, joy, praise and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. They will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Prophetically, that's Jerusalem. But many years ago, God said, you can have it for this city. I claim it. I live with it. It burns in my heart every day. God, this city is being transformed. This city will bring you renown. This city will see many getting healed and restored and set free. This city will see hope coming into hearts that moved into town full of hopelessness. We will see prosperity and favor flow across our city. You've got to have a prophetic preferred vision that will lift you personally and corporately. And I believe this is a word from God for our city and I embrace it. I pray over it regularly. Whenever I get a bit swamped or discouraged, I just read that verse and all of a sudden faith starts to surge. Hey, this is why we do what we do. This is why we're connected, why we love, why we're willing to serve. So I really encourage you for our city and uh, for our nation and for our personal lives. Four key themes for this year. The first term, as uh, Peter was mentioning, we're going to have a focus on prayer. We're going to watch the War Room movie next Sunday night. Who saw it before Christmas when we did the chaplaincy thing? Fundraiser, a lot dead. If you haven't seen this movie, I strongly encourage you to come next Sunday night. I actually bought the book, was on holidays. I picked it up yesterday. I thought, I better read the book that the movie's based on. I've watched the movie twice, and I'm not a movie person much, but I cry most of the way through it. I read the book yesterday, and I cried for about an hour as I read the book. It so grabbed my heart. I thought, Lord, what's happening inside of me? He said, I'm just touching your heart with compassion for those in need. I'm touching your heart so when you do pray, you pray with such compassion and love. And it just so stirred me. I was supposed to be getting my message ready. I couldn't put the book down. It took me about four hours to read it. I could not put the book down. And it just consumed my heart. Prayer. God's going to take. So this first term, we're going to have an emphasis on prayer in different ways in our uh, life groups and our Sunday teaching. We just want to strengthen. And prayer is not asking God for things alone. It is intimacy with God. It is daily communion. It is listening. It is hearing. It is the life of the Spirit. We start to realize we abide with faith, hope, and love. And God's going to strengthen our prayer personally and corporately. 
and the authority that can be released. And this movie shows the authority and the transformation can happen when people pray with the Word of God and with faith and together in the Spirit. And so we're going to have a, a theme of prayer because it says, Ask the Lord of the Harvest. Second term, we're going to uh, strengthen the whole thing of harvest, evangelism, sowing, friendship evangelism, raising up teams, sending people out. Don McDonnell's coming in the middle of that term, so he'll stir us up with a, a passion for the lost and, and souls. And so we're going to continue on that theme of harvest because I believe we're entering in a significant breakthrough season. And God's calling us to be involved. With our prayer, we're going to increase our 24-7 prayer weeks. We're going to have six this year instead of four. So every two months instead of every three months, there's a whole week designated to prayer. There's one coming up in the next uh, uh, week or two and encourage you to sign up. Um, um, Tina's running around collecting names. And, and then we're also going to increase our prayer and praise nights from four to six. So they'll be on every two months instead of every three months. Because we want to just make more room to so together we can learn to grow and pray with faith and to praise and worship with that freedom of the Spirit. So we're putting some strategies in place to help us, to strengthen us. And we'll do some teaching in the next uh, four to six weeks on prayer and helping us understand how to pray effectively. Because when you use the word prayer, some people cringe back and say, yeah, I should do it, but I just get bored. Or I don't know what to say. After five minutes, I've run out of things to pray for. Hey, join the club. That's how I used to be until I got full of the Holy Spirit and some people taught me how to pray. And then I got with some, the best way to learn how to pray is to get with people who pray and it just rubs off and you start to do it. And the Holy Spirit will teach us. So we want to really see a strengthening in our prayer and have prayer journaling and, and all those things. Third term, God stirred my heart on the book of Nehemiah and we're going to do a series on the book of Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah is an amazing book where they rebuilt the walls of the city. Our passion is to see our city transformed. There's a whole lot of walls that need rebuilding of hope and trust and purpose and uh, all those sorts of things. And how they took the broken stones, the burnt stones, speaks of restoration, how our own lives get restored and then he puts us in right place so we function. And then they get and start building, they have a... a Sword in one hand to protect, which speaks about prayer and spiritual warfare and authority. And they had a trowel in the other building and making stuff. So we want to get ready to build our home for the harvest. We want to get ready to strengthen and build the kingdom of God. So we're going to do a series on that whole area of arise and build of Nehemiah's hands of serving and equipping together. And the last term, we're going to continue our emphasis on the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, we're just doing a whole lot of activity. So they're just four key themes I prayed and, and together with some of them I just felt, God, give us some focus. You've got to have some focus and purpose and plan. And there'll be some, uh, God will do other things throughout the year, but there's some tracks that we're going to run on and strengthen and equip us in all those areas. Today it'd be good to remind ourselves of the DNA of our church, which is who we are. 50 people put their hand up so you weren't here a year ago when I did the, uh, the DNA, which is... Basically, the core values of who we are. And for all of us that have been here for a while, we forget them. It's really easy to remember because it's on acrostic with Bayside. Who we are. B stands for Bible-based church. We're based on the Word of God, not philosophy or the whims or the latest thing in technology or media. We're based on the living foundation of the Word of God. So that's why we need to know that. And you think, well, sure a church should be. Well, sadly, some churches have lost track on some of that. And I am amazed things that 
sometimes people say, and then you say, where's that in the Bible? Oh, somewhere, and you go and find it. It's not there. It's philosophies. It's man's wisdom to try and answer situations. But we're Bible-based, and we unashamedly preach and teach the Word of God. And we've got Bible college starting. We've got um, training, and uh, we want to set up some more classes this year to help train and equip. Secondly, A is for always generous. We just saw our missions giving for the last month. I thank God for the generosity of this church. And I believe we're going to see that continue to increase this uh, year. In our giving to the poor and needy, to missions, to, to uh, chaplaincy, to transformations, to uh, helping people, to giving for our home for the harvest. This, we, we only owe $250,000 on our loan. We've already paid over $250,000 last year in payments off our loan for we renovated this just over a year ago. I'm believing this year we're going to clear that debt. I'm believing we're going to clear that debt before the end of the year and we're going to set up our project management team, review our plans for Home of the Harvest because I know there's a great harvest coming and I don't want the size of the shoe to determine how big the foot grows. I don't want our limited facilities or teams or resources to stop what God wants to do. The Spirit of God, next Sunday, could send 500 new people to our church. It can happen. Pastor Abram tells the story. That a church of um, 30 people and 40 new people showed up one Sunday at this church in the bush. And then next week, there was another 50. And they've been in a major revival ever since for four and a half years. And every week, there's hundreds more people come. God can do it, but He often won't unless you're ready. Unless we're ready to love and care and nurture. Unless we've got facilities for our kids and youth and families and new people that can manage it. So we're doing all we can by the Spirit to continue to improve, enlarge our facilities, our teams, our training, our equipping. So that we can manage and handle the people that come here and also the people that God sends us out to in the marketplace. So it's not just here on Sundays at church. It's in the marketplace. It's in our life groups. It's in our neighborhoods. You are called and set up to be ambassadors for Christ all across our city and our community. And as I preached a few weeks ago, God gave me a revelation. was on holidays. The parable of wheat and tares that the seed... In the first parable about the sower and the seed is the word of God. In the second parable, the seed are my righteous people that I've actually planted in the earth. So you and I are his seed that he's planted. And when he plants it, he makes sure it gets watered and it grows and starts to flourish and produce fruit and transform lives. So I think what a privilege. Our church is planted here. We had our 75th church birthday last year 75 years of faithfully preaching and ministering the word of God and thousands of people have come through and got saved and uh, weddings and kids dedications and all sorts of stuff have happened but I believe God's called us to keep on flourishing keep on growing and he's calling us to step up and to be a part so always generous I believe God's going to continue to stir contributors professional and business people I believe God's going to send to help as we do all we can he's going to help us do what we can't and let our faith be stirred and I remember the word God gave me in Melbourne to Planet Shakers 18 months ago that he would provide in his way and time four million dollars to build our new building we're not sure exactly how much it's going to cost because it's a while since we've cost it and we did some here so it's probably in that area of three and a half to four million we say wow how on earth are we going to do that hey God owns everything 
And if we can pay over $250,000 off a loan in one year, our capacity is growing all the time. And it's not impossible. It's not out of reach. God can do it by His Spirit. And He's going to release it. Why is yes to the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, without you, we can't do it. You're the one who brings the love and makes it real. You're the one who brings hope. You're the one who brings transformation. He's the one who sets us free of our fears. He's the one who empowers you. It's like getting plugged in every day to the power of God. So praying in the Holy Spirit. There was many got filled with the Spirit last week. I encourage you to keep praying in that heavenly language. Keep praying in the Spirit because it will help strengthen you and equip you and empower you. And so we will uh, keep saying yes to the Holy Spirit in our prayer, our worship, our gifts. S is for service. We serve the Lord, one another, and our community. As God moves, He wants all of us to be involved in some way. As we all do our little bit, it's amazing how it all multiplies. Being on a frontline team once a month, you get to know your people. You start to feel this is our church. I watch lovely ladies on the morning tea roster. They just can't wait to get here and serve. Even though it's as hot as anything out there sometimes, they just lovingly serve. And, I, and yesterday we had some training with the kids leaders. Andy spent some time. They were there early, ready to go, just passionate to get better equipped so they can just bless the kids of our city and our community. And I just see that rising heart saying, I want to be involved and serve. And uh, after the service today and after the second service, Mary Lynn and Joel and a few others, there's a little uh, marquee out there with a table and there's two sheets of paper there. You can put your name down and say, I'm willing to help out and serve in an area of our church. Maybe you're new or you've now got a bit more space in your time and uh, you say, hey, I'd like to serve or, or be trained. You say, I don't know how to do it, but I'm willing to be trained. Then there's another sheet of paper for people to put down their names for where you'd like to be attending or a ministry. You might be new and say, I would like to go to a life group. I don't know where to start. So if you put your name down there, say, hey, we've been only in town for a few months or we're new to the church. We live in Point Vernon. Guess what? We've got a new group starting there next Tuesday night. And we've got other groups starting. We've got about 10 um, adult and young adult groups plus youth groups happening. We've got Young at Hearts and all sorts of other ministries. So if you're not connected to a small group, a life group or some area or a ministry or team, just pop your name down there or say, I've got some teenagers. Can you give me some more info on the youth group? pop your name down there and in the next week someone from the church or will delegate out to the team members will be contacting you with an email or a phone call and saying hey I see you want to be involved in that or you want some more info about this so straight after the service while cup is on there'll be a little marquee and tables out there and maybe you come to church for years and say I've never gone to a life group but I'm interested in just connecting better just pop your name down you're not signing up for the whole year we'll let you know of possible options and you can go along and check it out so we want to just make room for people to serve. And there's others want to be trained and we're going to have more training courses. I is inclusive. We are a family church of all ages, nationalities and backgrounds. That's a nice thing to say, but it means we've got to keep stretching. And we're going to launch into something very exciting. We're going to have an international Sunday. July the 17th, I think it's 17th. We're going to have an international Sunday. So we're going to encourage anyone who wants to dress in their national costume the Aussies can't come in board shorts and thongs if you <laughs> we don't call that a national costume and and uh and we'll have some 
music and songs from different nations that are represented in our church. We want to try and get some different groups to do something. And we'll have, everyone can bring along some food from their country. We'll have a great big feast and fun. And so we haven't planned it all yet, but I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years. And God says, why don't you just do it? Put a date down and let's do it. And it's a great way to invite your friends who maybe don't go to church, but they love, they love Asian food or they love African food or they love African music. Guess what? There's going to be some happening that day. Whatever groups we got, we'll get some representatives together. We're going to have an international Sunday and just celebrate what God's done. And uh, so we're all ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds. Also, it's D for discipleship. And so we want to grow in our faith. We're going to set up more um, courses this year. And we're looking at a two-year strategic plan of care force courses and cap money budgeting courses and, and parenting courses and marriage courses. All sorts of things we're got looking at setting up a whole uh, plan so that we can help direct, support, encourage, equip, train. And we want to look at starting one or two other courses. So... Um, keep post on that we'll be rolling out a new christians course we want to develop a partnership course which is basically a few weeks or time going through this with a manual and so we grab it so new people come i want to become a partner we want to make sure you understand who we are and our culture of how we do it and how you can get connected we want to do another one that helps people discover their gifts their shape their passion their calling and so we want to help equip and we're working uh, hard on getting those things rolled out um, this year. And E for evangelism. Hallelujah. Evangelism, people freak out if you're not an evangelist. Evangelism just living for Jesus and just sharing Jesus. We are setting some teams up to go down the Esplanade and do some more specific outreach. And evangelism might be going into a school and be an RI teacher for 30 minutes and sharing Jesus with a whole pile of kids that have never heard about Jesus. Maybe you're a retired teacher or part-time teacher and you know how to connect well and say, oh, I'd love to do that. We need, we've got all these kids, we've got an open door to our classrooms, we've got about 40 RI teachers, but we've got quite a few classes that aren't being taught every week because we just don't have enough teachers. It's combined churches, we work together. And this Tuesday morning at 9.30 is a training course up at the Church of Christ, just up the road for those who are interested. Come and have a chat to us. Say, hey, I'd be interested in doing it. They will buddy you up with someone for a term if you've never done it before and train and equip you and uh, obviously we've got our people that can, can fit in and connect so there's that could be a very powerful evangelism speaking to a grade two class sharing the foundations of Jesus in their lives we need about another 15 teachers across our churches there's so many amazing ways that we can serve and and uh, we're going to strengthen that let's go to the culture of our church we've done DNA is who we are culture is how do we do it Love. Love is our foundation. And uh, Ephesians 4.15 says, Speak the truth in love, and we build one another up in love. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you love one another. And let's continue to let that love flow, connecting, caring, showing that in all sorts of ways. Our words, deeds, and actions. Honor. We want to build a culture and strengthen of honor of the Lord Jesus, of leaders of one another honor of husbands to wives wives to husbands honoring one another because sadly that culture is almost non-existent in so much of our society and we want to be countercultural and rebuild what is god designed us to be and god will strengthen that also grace 
sadly, so many people don't even know what the word grace means. And this movie actually highlights grace next uh, Sunday night. Grace is unmerited favor. People think, I deserve everything I get. The enemy will pound you into the ground. But grace will say, hey, you might have made some mistakes, but I'm going to make a way for you to be set free. Remember, Jesus said he came to release the prisoners and set the captives free. Captives are people that are captive because someone said or done something that's, or to you that has caused you to be captive. A prisoner is someone who's done something wrong themselves and they are in prison or paying a price. Jesus said, I've come to set both free. So whether you're a captive or a prisoner, the Spirit of the Lord says, I've come to set you free. That's grace in action. Family. We have a heart to build a culture of family. That's the local family and also the church family. And we'll continue. We're going to have a parenting course in uh, uh, May. Uh, Brian and Moya Andrew came last year and spoke on Grandpa's Garden and the marriage course. They're coming back in May, going to do a weekend with us, and they're going to do a parenting seminar on the Saturday and preach on Sunday as well. We're setting up our own Grandpa's Garden up in the back for the kids to discover that. And so that's something that we're doing. Also, uh, hosting the presence of God. And that's a key theme of who we are. We want everyone who walks in these doors, everyone who connects with Bayside Christian Church people in the shopping center in the marketplace, they somehow feel God's love. I am amazed how the presence of God can change the whole atmosphere. We sang that in our first song. The atmosphere changes when we worship and bring Jesus in the middle. And let's continue to do that. Being prophetic, prophetic is prophesying, but it is also bringing a preferred future to our city and our community, speaking hope into your school or your workplace or your neighborhood. And S for service, where we want everyone to be involved. We have an open heaven with all the people and resources from God to achieve our vision. I believe that God's there to help us. Just a few more things to wrap up today. Tonight, we're going to have an anointing service, and we've encouraged people to write out some goals for the year. The last two Sundays... There's been one of these on your seat. And many people have taken them home and some of you have filled them out. I've filled out most of mine. I've got a couple more spots to fill in this afternoon. And encouraging people to come back tonight and we're going to pray for an anointing of God on you as a person, but also that God's going to help you achieve some great goals this year. And some will get nervous saying, oh, I've tried those goals before. I don't get them and then I get disappointed, so I've given up. Let's have good goals, smart goals, specific, measurable attainable, realistic, and there's a time frame on it. So don't say, I'm going to lose some weight this year. Say, I'm going to lose five kilograms by the 31st of December. That's one of my goals, five kilos. So I've written it down. We've just bought bikes last week because we both had knee issues, and the physio said that's good. So I've set a goal to ride at least 25 kilometers a week. Now, I mightn't get there the first few weeks. I haven't ridden for 20 years. So pray for us this week as we launch out on our, our wobbly our legs. But, so, but I've set a goal to help improve my health and my fitness. And uh, so be specific in your uh, work or career. Say, I'm believing to finish that training course so that I can be more equipped. And in ministry, say, I'm going to step up and I'm going to get connected to a life group and I'm going to serve. Or we need some more bus drivers. I'm going to put my name down and once a month be on a bus roster so I can get some new people here to church. And we need some Sunday night bus drivers. 
We say, oh, I've just been a bit scared of going to this group. I'd love to pray, and I do prayer, but why don't you try and get to one of our prayer meetings on a Tuesday morning or a Friday morning uh, before work? I do one at 6.30. Sylvia leads one at 9.30. You say, hey, I'm going to put down a goal, and I can't get there every week, but I'm going to get there at least twice a month. Let them be realistic. I'm not going to set a goal that I'm going to be a surgeon by the end of this year because that's a really unrealistic goal because I'm not really good with needles or blood, so I'm really in trouble. and you need seven years training so that's that's a totally dumb goal for me to even consider so don't set something that's way out there that's impossible God can do amazing things but he also will work with your gift your passion your experience already what he's been doing but I encourage you to write some down and pray over them if you can't come tonight write over them and pray over them but we want to do that tonight and just believe together because we're all moving forward and growing I'm setting some goals and believing for huge things to happen because I know if I don't set some goals, I'll just settle for what's comfortable. I'll just drift along. But God says, hey, step up. So I really encourage family, relationships. Look at some areas that you can put down. Finances. I'm believing to clear some personal debt this year. And for the church, we're believing to pay off the the loan here. And maybe you've got some goals that you need to set some goals financially and get a budget in place and do it. And let's see, I'm going to tithe every week. I'm going to believe to step up and just do that instead of just every now and then when I've got some spare money. It's amazing what God will do. Strategic planning for our courses. I mentioned we're going to do that. And uh, we want to help people discover. We're going to set up more clear leadership pathways. And Doug's been helping us a lot as our executive pastor to do that more and more. And... Uh, also, another one, Ron and Elva and the team have had a, a great team going into our uh, TRICARE and Baycrest. And Glenda's been leading those, doing an awesome job. But some of the team have moved on or have retired or their health issues. And we don't want to drop out of those two great places, but we need some help this year. One's on the first Friday of the month and one's on the second Friday of the month. It's 10 o'clock and you just need to come in, be willing to connect with the older people, read a scripture, um, pray a prayer, short testimonies. And we don't want to lose because the staff, they love listening in. And some God's reaching the staff as they listen in. And the older people love it. And then the rallies are sometimes there and they hear the gospel while they're visiting. They're all, it's, it's a great doorway. But if we don't get a few more people to help, you don't have to be old to go in there. You can be a young person who says, hey, I only work three days a week and I could juggle and go. One. You don't have to be on both, just be on one of the teams. We really need some helpers. If you can play guitar or do some music, that's an awesome help as well. And God might want to open up other doors we haven't even explored yet. And uh, God's opening up doors into our university. We don't have any prison chaplains from our church. I'd love to have a couple of people training into the prison. We've got uh, two hospital chaplains, but there's room for more. There's all sorts of ways that we can just spread out and use our gifts. And if we all do our bit, it's amazing how God can help us. Children's and youth ministry always need more helpers. And uh, so we're looking, continue. We've got great teams, but we're always looking for more helpers. We want to video our services so we can put them on the on our podcast and we can have them available but we need some guys that know how to operate some cameras or are willing to be trained we want to strengthen our whole uh, ministry in the electronic field because that's where a lot of people connect first they check out our church electronically 
and we want to keep we want to put more testimonies up on our website but we need someone with time that's willing to do that there's lots of amazing opportunities life groups and uh, encourage you to be a part of a life group and uh, we need more musicians singers and frontline our welcome culture Mary Lynn's going to get a team together of just connecting with the new people that are here every Sunday and if you're in say hey I just love meeting new people for some of you that's a scary thought for other people I watch you on Sundays you're just around and and I go to meet a new person they say oh yeah I've met so-and-so already I said yep the same names always pop up because that's your gift and we just need to mobilize and release more people to do those amazing the little things make a big difference while I was on holidays, I woke up one morning, I had a dream. And I saw, I saw someone getting on a plane or a boat at Brisbane and heading to America. But the pilot or the captain dialed in the wrong direction by two degrees. Guess what? When they got there, they were about 300 kilometers off course. Sometimes it only needs one or two degrees to change you reaching the right goal or destination. We, we think, oh, I've got to change. And we think it's too hard. God says, no, sometimes it's only a minor adjustment and you'll reach it. And other people need a 180 degree turn to, uh, to reach um, their goals. So there's many things. Community engagement. We've got transformations growing all the time. We've got uh, community garden and work for the Dole Skins. We want to get a men's shed going. All sorts of other things to engage. We've got vacation care and after school care. We want to set up a counselling centre. There are so many amazing opportunities that God's going to raise up and find ways for us to connect. Ephesians 3.20 says, worship team, come on down. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Some of you are thinking, wow, how are we going to do all that this year? Well, I think God's going to surprise, and probably before the year's out, some other, other things are going to burst upon us that God's going to cause us to embrace. According to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. The message says, God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Some of you, you've got amazing dreaming capacity. Some of you are great daydreamers too. Whether it's asleep or awake, doesn't matter. Hey, let your dreaming, let your, let your vision grow. Some of you want to go on a missions trip. Well, guess what? It might happen this year. God wants to enlarge our capacity. He doesn't, not by pushing us around, but by working within us, His Spirit deeply and gently within us. I want you to hear that. It's not just being disciplined and working harder. Hey, if you want to achieve a goal, if you want to, you've got to do so. If I want to, uh, ride 25 kilometers a week we've got to get out get dressed get up and put me riding gear on and do it if you want to grow in freedom you think well i'm just a bit shy and i i i'm scared of being rejected you're gonna to have to face that fear and just take a step you're saying well some of my family aren't into this church stuff so much so i'll just play it safe hey maybe god's saying it's time to connect and press in some more because maybe your family are waiting to see whether this is real in your life before they will step up. We think, well, I'll wait till the time's right. For a lot of us, it's right, right now. Today is the day of salvation. But some of you have been thinking about doing some things for a long time, and God says, today 
You need to step up and make a decision. Say, Lord, I'm going to see change happen in our family or our marriage. I'm going to step up and not pull back. I'm going to step forward, not back. I remember Phil Pringle years ago preached a message on front foot worship. In other words, when you're worshiping, you put a foot forward and reach up to heaven. You don't step back and hold back. It's the same with prayer. It's the same with serving. You've got to just put your foot forward, put your heart up and hand out and see what God will do. It's a choice. It's an action. It's an attitude. And I want to finish that verse I started with. Now abides faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But the key word is abides. Abides. And when you set some goals and you know the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit's within you, anything can happen. I feel the Holy Spirit nudging people, set some bigger goals in your ministry. Carol Ballard's a chaplain in the hospital. You've led, I don't know how many people to Jesus last week, but I believe the Lord said double it this year and see what God will do. Just believe for double. There's other people here you need to believe for double for what happened last year. Let's see increase. Let's stand in his presence right now. Oh, God. And as we work together, let's see what God will do this year. I just feel this divine excitement drawing us forward. Paul said, your love compels me to action. You say, oh, boy, I need that. Let's reach up to heaven right now and just receive that right now. Lord, let your love fill me. Let's just sing this song and just let the presence of God just touch our hearts, drawing us. Now abides faith, hope and love. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.